0: Was my tomorrow Then something changed her mind Her kisses told me You guys can go ahead and just blame that song on Moon Knight. I knew of that song, but I don't think I knew. Number one, who sang it? And I don't think I could have said the name of it. But now, thanks to one of the best shows out there from Marvel and Disney on on Disney Plus right now, Moon Knight, that song has been in my head for the last three weeks, nonstop. Literally, when he's like, every day I wake up, I'm like, every day I wake up to this song, even if it's not playing. Oh my gosh. I hope it's stuck in your head. The reason I went a minute longer was because I lost track of time. You know, no, I don't like to do those long intros. I would just want to do like a 30-second a intro or something like that. And I went very, <laughs> anyway, whatever. Hey, it's the life of an average Joe. I'm glad you guys are here Uh man, it's crazy. I have been so busy and so focused on so many things that I I almost feel completely discombobulated. Like I'm on spin cycle for the last two and a half weeks. I you know, I almost forgot it was April. I started to look back and I'm like, okay, it's May. Uh wait a minute, it's still March. I I have no idea what's going on. I don't know, man. It's been wild. I guess that's what happens though, when you get wrapped up in projects and you have family and from out of town, you have things going on with your with your kid or kids for some of you, and you just get you just get all over the place. but it's I'm, I'm happy to be here, and it is time for a short story from the average show. Now, by now you guys know what my short stories are. They are just cool stories or cool things or funny things that I think that are worth talking about. But they're not as long as some of my other podcasts, you know. I try not to be as long-winded. I don't even look at it as being long-winded. I look at it as like telling you guys a story, you know. But I've been, this kind of plays off of a couple of things that I've done recently. You know, I've done a lot of entertainment stuff recently. You know, I, I did the interview, or I should say I did the podcast with Nick Luck where we talked about the DC Universe and all their failures and and hopes and dreams, And then I did one about television, the age of television. And now last week's episode, I took a break, but it was still entertainment. I interviewed my good friend and local country uh, artist, uh, Prag Padilla. Guys, if you have not listened to that episode yet, I, I recommend it. I mean, I recommend you listen to all of them. But if you haven't listened to that one yet, I definitely recommend that you go check it out. It was a great interview. I was super happy to get him on the show. We've been trying to work something out for a long time. And uh, check him out. Check him out on Facebook, on Instagram, on his website. You can find his links right on my website, thelifeofanaverageshowpodcast.com, as well. Check out his music, check out everything that he's been doing. He's, he's a really, really good dude. Looking forward to meeting up with him in a couple weeks, watching him play again. But it kind of got me thinking about the next several episodes, and I realigned them because I had spaced these out. Well, not this one. I had spaced out a couple episodes. Um, over the next couple months. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to do these back-to-back because I think they're connected in a theme. They make me feel connected in a theme. And speaking of television, one of the shows that I've mentioned several times on, on podcasts over the years is, of course, The Sopranos, one of the most groundbreaking shows in history period, especially for the time it came out, for what they did, uh, what it meant for HBO. We wouldn't probably not have HBO Max right now if The Sopranos wasn't such a huge success. Matter of fact, some of those other shows that you watch on HBO after The Sopranos and moving forward might not be here if The Sopranos failed, if it was a disaster, if it was ridiculed, if, you know, whatever. Forget the ending of the series, which we won't talk about. Um, it was still one of the most groundbreaking and it, and it holds up now it holds up as far as a show and series and still shocking moments goes, obviously with it being set in the late nineties and early two thousands, some of the things that are going on in the world when they talk about nine 11, when they talk about, you know, even the technology, it's a little bit different, but it still holds up as a phenomenal show better than some of the others that have come out later. And I just finished watching it again. In every couple of years, I like to go through and watch The Sopranos. It's one of those shows I just I look forward to. And I still have my moments where after seeing it for God knows how many times, that I'm like, okay, that season wasn't as good as the last one, but whoa, look what's coming. You know, I still break it down. I still, you know, just like, just like we do with our favorite book or favorite movie. But The Sopranos made me think of a time in my life where I got really lucky. I got really lucky to go to this amazing event back in Michigan, and it all centered around The Sopranos. It centered around season three. Now, season three of The Sopranos debuted with a two-hour premiere on March fourth, two thousand and one, on HBO. It was a big deal. It ended May twentieth, two thousand and one. Had thirteen episodes. It was a. It was a season three was one of those. Okay, season one, we got into it. We got to meet the characters. We got to meet the family. We got to kind of dive into what's going on. Season two had some shocking moments, but season three, things started to really heat up. Big time. Big time. Now, season three wasn't out just yet, but it was coming. And I was working at the club, and I forgot where else I was working, but I was getting my feet wet. Not really even wet, just really sinking them into the nightclub. And an opportunity came up. I met somebody there and we started talking about the Sopranos. You know, because again, this is something that swept the nation. Everybody was watching it. Like I mean, this was not a show where you had a niche market. You had daytime television shows. Our host, you had local media. They were talking about the Sopranos. So when season three hit, people were like, Oh my god, it's coming. Are you ready? Are you excited? What do you think's gonna happen based on season two? Where are we at? Let me take a drink, guys. So I started talking to this guy at the club, and I and I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm not saying his name. Not because I want to just leave that, you know, out, because I don't remember. <laughs> but He had connections with HBO. Now, you guys know those people, right? You meet them, they know everybody. Oh, I got a guy who does this. Oh, my dad does this. Oh, my uncle does this. Or I know a guy over here. And there are some people like that. Look, I can be one of those people. Honestly, I've met a lot of people in my life. I've come across a lot of people. I've interviewed people for the show. Uh, I've interviewed people for when I used to work for a a local media outlet here um, in Texas. Uh, meeting people at the club, like, I've, I can be that guy. Like, if you need something, I could probably find somebody for you. But then there's those people that, like, say they know somebody. They love to name drop, and they love to, like, topic drop, and they really don't. You got to be careful. You got to be careful when you work in the nightclub, and you're, you're, you're talking to somebody who says, Oh, I got this guy at HBO I know. Yeah, he might know somebody at HBO who like scrubs the toilets at their headquarters, you know, like wherever they were based out back in 2001, you know, he might know somebody there, but they're not going to connect you to anything. If you're lucky, you might get a free poster, you know, but, but as I started to talk to him and he started to come to the club more frequently and part of the club is, you, you know, you shake hands, you kiss babies. Hopefully there's no babies at the club. There might have been some anyway, um, You know, that's your thing. That was my thing. Make everybody feel like they are a celebrity. Make them feel like they are a VIP, even if they're not VIP. You have to make everybody feel special. You know, because they are dropping a lot of money. They're out. Chances are, some of the people that came to the club may never come back. This might be their only experience. Whether it's a guy, a girl, a group of girls, whatever. So you make them feel special. You take care of them. The minute they walk in that door, you are in, they are in your world. And you are the god of the nightclub. And it is your job to do everything that you can, humanly possible, to make that night the greatest night of their life. That's what you're supposed to do. So as I talk to people and I shake hands and, you know, I I entertain conversations that I probably could care less about, this guy was really starting to talk more about things. And he would bring up The Sopranos, bring up HBO, bring up some other things that led me to believe that he could potentially be legit. Well, one day he came to me and said, hey, HBO is going to be in town. I'm like, okay, what do, you, what do you mean they're going to be in town? Like, they're filming? No, they've got a tour, and they're doing these different locations in New York, Chicago, Detroit, um, I think Philly, L.A. They're doing these different soprano premieres. And I'm like, they're picking Detroit for a soprano premiere? And they're like, yeah, my guy from HBO told me they're going to Andiamos. I was like, okay, wait a minute now. This is starting to get... Legit. So, for those of you guys that don't know what Andiamo's is or anything about Andiamo's, because you probably don't listen, you know, a few of you that are from Detroit, you understand. Andiamo's is a restaurant. I don't want to say a restaurant chain. That's not what it is. Okay, it was family family owned. Started in 1989. Their whole concept was we want to do fine dining, but Italian fine dining. Fresh ingredients, seasonal ingredients. We want to have a spectacular wine list, spectacular bar. We want to make this from scratch. Simple, elegant, good, traditional, home, Sunday dinner type stuff. That's what their whole thing was. And now, again, I don't know what COVID happened, you know, what what locations are still open or whatever. But at the time, they only had like three. Now I think they might have had six or seven, you know. And... This location, this particular location, was on the east side. It's technically not Detroit, by any means. It's not. It's the east side, though. Warren, Sterling Heights, uh, Madison Heights, the east side. East side's got a pretty good Italian uh, demographic, so to speak. There's a there's a lot. There's a good population over there. So. This location, though, on Andiamo's, it really was great food. I'm going to tell you right now. I had been there. I had been there for a birthday party. Um, I went there on a date once to the location they used to have in Royal Oak, which is just north of Detroit. Um, we went there for a guy's night. Uh, we just hung out. The two places to take a little sidebar that I did the guy's nights on. There's three, actually, three Italian restaurants. We would have these guy's nights. And we'd go to Giovanni's. Giovanni's by far my favorite Italian restaurant in Detroit. Bar done. Hands down. Forget it. Take my money. Now. I can taste it right now. Low lit. Beautiful inside. Horrible neighborhood. I mean horrible neighborhood. I mean nothing around it. God awful. Horrible neighborhood. But Giovanni's. Everybody goes there. If you're in town, if you're George Clooney and you go to Detroit, you go to Giovanni's. I know that. His picture's up there. Frank Sinatra used to go there. Dean Martin used to go there. This is the place. And you walk in and it's low lit and you're dressed nice. You don't come in. I don't care if it's lunch or not. You don't come in in a baseball hat. You don't come in and in your construction, you know, Carhartt. No. You better look good. You can look low-key during lunch. I get a lot of businessmen there. But you better look good. You dress up, you go down to you go to uh, Giovanni's, you dress up, you respect the place. I can't tell you, man, we went there for, I took my girlfriends there, uh, guy friends, and anyway, so we would go there, we would go to Giovanni's and hang out, and I mean, it is beautiful, low-lit, whatever. Great music, and we'd you know rack up a couple hundred bucks, and we'd get the back room. There's a corner room. They have it's a it's kind of a small venue, but it's it's kind of or small restaurant, but it's it's kind of spread out to where you could do your own little rooms. We go to ten guys. They'd have a cigar room. We could smoke cigars, drink wine, whatever. The other place was Al Pacino's. We always called it Al Pacino's. A little more laid back than Andiamo or Giovanni's. Phenomenal restaurant that was in Farmington, uh, not too far from my house, um, where I was staying. And then the other one was on Diamos, and we'd go there and do the same thing. So I frequented, frequented. <laughs> I definitely ate at these locations multiple times. Uh, and Diamos, the big one that he was talking about, they did banquets, they catered, they had weddings. This was a definitely an event. Hall, a banquet hall. I never liked the the tone of a banquet hall. When I hear banquet hall, I think really crappy, like like bingo halls for some reason. This is not that. Trust me. If you guys want to go look at them online, check them out. This was not that. They had the restaurant, they had the bar, they had the event hall, they had weddings. This was huge, huge. And he said they're doing an event there for the season three opener of The Sopranos. I didn't know at the time it was going to be two hours. They didn't release that information yet. Not only that, the cast is going to be there, HBO executives, and they're doing these satellite feeds. So in LA, they're going to check in with people. It was a big launch. Because Sopranos was huge. Now, they didn't announce who the cast members were going to be, which ones were going to be where. Because number one, they probably didn't know right away. Number two, what if something happened, scheduling and all that? And he said, hey, you know, would you like to go? Yeah, I want to go. Okay, well, how many tickets do you need? Well, this is a guy thing, period. No offense to whoever I was dating at the time. This is a guy thing. So I wasn't sure. I said, I need two right off the bat, just two. Okay, I'll talk to you next week. Next week, he gives me a call. I got you. I'm going to send you the information. I'm going to email you. Here you go. You're on the list. I don't know if I'll be there. If I will, I'll come say hi. If not, whatever. So I'm thinking to myself, what? Why, why haven't I heard about anything, number one? Or is this a private gig? It was about a week and a half before, maybe two weeks before The Sopranos was about to debut season three. And I started to see advertising for it. Now, social media at the time, again, was MySpace. You know, if Facebook was around, which I don't even remember, I don't think it was. No, I think it was just MySpace. You know, and email lists, you know, the email lists were huge. And then, of course, local papers, Metro Times, things like that. I started to see it. They were selling tickets, general admission tickets, where you got a little table, you got a little whatever for $65 a person, but you weren't at the same level that we were at. We were like off to the side. It was like the cheap seats. And there was limited to cheap seats. Well, I didn't know who I was going to bring. I really didn't. I, I, I didn't. And at the time, we were still kind of involved in the wrestling thing. We were putting on those wrestling shows. And there was a guy I used to hang out with named, well, <laughs> we called him Joey Bag of Donuts, okay? it was Joey Bag of Donuts. And uh, that's not even makeup. I think his, his real name was Brad. I'll tell you that right now. But we called him Joey Bag of Donuts. Long story, and I'm not even going to go there. Um, and he was a big Sopranos fan. He's Italian. Let, let's go. So I tell him about it. He's He tells his wife, yeah, I'm done. It's on a Sunday. I'm going out with B. That was me. We're going to go to this event. So we get dressed. We wear our suits. We're looking fresh. I mean, we were, he's got his leather jacket on, but he's looking good. We're wearing, he's like six, three, you know, and we're ready to go. And we roll out there and you want to talk about a Hollywood feel. As we pull up to Andiamos, they got the big lights on, the Hollywood lights, Sopranos, welcome to Sopranos, you know, and I'm like, oh my God. Now we still don't know who's going to be there. And I'm getting stoked. I'm like, I'm gonna hang out with Tony Soprano. I'm gonna this is awesome, you know. Maybe Meadow will be there and I can, you know, who knows? You know, one can dream. And I'm I'm like, this is gonna be great, right? And we get there, it's VIP parking because we are VIPs. So it's it's you know, here's your ticket, sir. Thank you, we'll park the car. There's limos, there's caddies, there's there's cars that I can't afford, trust me all pulling in and we get out and i started looking around and i'm like these guys are like big wigs at hbo this is not just some like publicity stunt and we're gonna see a soprano one of the members could be like you know body number three guy who gets shot in park or something Th- this is legit they got security there police are there they take us in a different entrance it's not the main entrance i mean it's the main entrance but it's a separate main entrance while people are lined up trying to take pictures. They've got the red carpet. We're walking on the red carpet and I've got HBO executives in front of me talking to local media and I'm just like, holy crap. So we get there. We get inside. They tell us where to go. They direct us in. We are literally guided to our table. You know, sir, you know, if you guys could sit, um, we're going to, Explain everything to you, and then you guys can go ahead uh, over there. Uh, you don't need to go over there. And we're like, okay, is that, you know, what is that? And they're like, oh, well, you have, you know, whatever our tickets were. I'll say VIP. But they called them something else. So that's for everybody who had to pay and purchase these. And I'm like, oh, that's for the little people. That's for the villagers. I'm over here in the king's land. I'm never going over there. You're never kicking me out of this section and it's just food there's wine there's there's eight there's all there's like three tables of hbo swag sopranos swag t-shirts hoodies posters stand ups cutouts of of tony soprano there's the cigar line uh, cigar line because they the sopranos had a cigar line we each got cigars we got cigar cutters we got ashtrays i mean we had a swag bag that was leather no joke. It said HBO. And inside, which was I thought was awesome, season one of The Sopranos on DVD. Because remember, there was, real, there was no streaming back then. Super- season one of Sopranos on DVD, it's like five discs, okay? I got a hat. I got a hoodie. I got... Or not a hoodie. A t-shirt. I think it was a polo, actually. Matches. More cigars. Like, this is nice swag bag. This isn't like... You go and you, uh, you know, you go to these festivals and they, AT and T gives you a sticker and a koozie. This is top notch stuff. There was um, a, a, like a wallet, but one of those really super thin wallets just to hold your cards. It Said HBO on it, but it was really nice. And I'm like, this is great. And the food, they have a whole table: calamari, meatballs. Uh, I mean, and this was, these were just, I'm going to tell you right now, these are just hors d'oeuvres and appetizers. This is not even the main course or anything. This is just, hey, you guys are hungry, you're kind of mingling, you're checking things out. This is what we got. So take a look at it, eat it, enjoy it, and have a good time. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe this. So we're sitting there going through, eating, hanging out, just enjoying the food i mean oh my god the food i could have just ate the appetizers and then the wine they're just giving you all kinds of wine they don't even care i don't even know what it was i was just like would you like another glass sir yeah sure would you like another one sure i don't yes i didn't even finish this one but by all means please keep it coming They've got some people. People are talking, oh, how'd you hear about this? Oh, okay. So Joey Bagadonuts, who's typically a loud guy, is pretty chill. He's pretty chill. I think he was shocked. Well, I turned it on. I just turned it on. I said, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna be me. I'm going to be the nightclub, Brandon, okay? I'm going to turn it on, and I'm going to talk, because Joey Bagadonuts is, is not doing a great job here. And I start talking to people. And I'm talking to people that worked on the show. I'm talking to cameramen. I'm talking all kinds of stuff. While I'm eating my sausage and peppers. While I'm eating my, I had roasted portobello mushrooms. Oh, my God. And then they had these uh, Italian rice balls. I'll never forget them. Oh, my. I'm so hungry now. But I'm drinking my wine. and, And I'm like, this is not even dinner yet. And I'm watching the people. Some people are eating. Some people are not. I'm like, okay, Brandon, calm down. Slow it down a notch. Just act like you belong here. And then I start hearing people clapping. Hey, hey. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? And I look and I can kind of see a big dude, you know, big dude off in the distance. And I'm like, who, you know, who is that? And I was got black hair and I'm like, that's not Tony Soprano. I was like, it could be, could be pussy. Uh, that's a guy. That's a guy. Okay. <laughs> his name is Pussy. All right. Vincent Pastor. Anyway, it could be him, but he's he's a little too big. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's that's Bobby. That's Bobby Bacala. Look, if you're not friends, if, you, if you're not for friends, if you're not familiar with The Sopranos, Bobby Bacala was a pretty, pretty big char- character as the show got moving forward. Uh, the actor's name, though, was Stephen. Steven, uh, Steven um, God, what's his last name? I can't Starts with an S. Sharipa or something like that. Oh. Uh, and Bobby was a big character. He started off as kind of a slower character, meaning like just low-key. Uh, didn't get involved in a lot of action. Started moving his way up, though, in the family. Uh, married Tony's sister, and, and it was a big deal. And I'm seeing Bobby, and I'm like, cool, this is Bobby Buckley. Yeah, this is great. He's a nice guy. That's a, that's a legit actor. Comes right up to the table, starts grabbing food, which if you've seen him, he's huge. Hey, guys, what's going on? Just starts talking to us like nothing. We get a picture real quick, boom. So I guess, you know, yeah, cool. I I literally looked at him and I'm like, oh, you know, we're just hanging out. And I was like, hey, you want a picture? Like that was the first thing out of my mouth. Can I get a picture? Not do you want a picture, but hey, can I get a picture? And I realized I probably shouldn't have done that at the time. You know, because I'm supposed to play it cool, right? I'm not supposed to be excited. And he's like, yeah, let's get a picture real quick before this thing starts. So we take a picture and I'm like, oh my God. Well then I hear more clapping and and all that and I'm like, what? There's more? Because at that point, if it was just Bobby, I'm okay with it. I've 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 already experienced something that I'll probably never, as a matter of fact, I've never experienced since. Not like this. You know, I'm not talking about like VIP treatment. I'm talking about like a where you're hanging out with the executives. I look over there and I'm like, who is that? <gasps> that's Christopher Maltesante, which that's his name on the Sopranos michael imperioli that's his that's his other name you've seen him in a bunch of stuff uh if you recognize if you don't watch the sopranos then you're a horrible person but um this actor you, you'll know him if you've seen him you'll recognize him he's, he's been in a ton of stuff so he's there and i'm like oh my god christopher maltasante and i'm like this is great this is huge we got these two guys well then they kind of sit everybody down to go to our tables we get our, our cards of what we want, the menu, the custom menu. Now, you know in weddings where they kind of give you like three options? You know, they're like, hey, you can, you can pick one of these options or, or, or whatever. This ha- these options were ridiculous. For the event, they probably had four or five options, I'd say. Maybe. Now, I didn't want to eat. I wanted to eat everything. But I didn't want to eat a lot and get full because, I, you know, again, I'm schmoozing with Hollywood here. I got to, you know, I don't want to start getting bubble guts, you know what I'm saying? So, but I wanted to eat. Joey Bagadonuts didn't care. He already had bubble guts. He's eating anyway. He's eating all kinds of stuff. But I remember, you know, obviously fettuccine Alfredo, which is not my favorite. I don't like, I don't like cream-based sauces. I just don't. And fettuccine Alfredo, I can't stand it. My buddy loves it, and I, oh, I can't, I just, I can't stand it. So I think I got just a nice tortellini, you know. I think it was, it had veal in it. It had a mix of, like, beef and veal and pork, nice little basil. Uh, It was really good, man. Oh, my God. But I remember the sauce, too. And then, of course, the calamari there was phenomenal, so I just kept on sneaking calamari from the table. But we sit down, and we're drinking wine, and there's probably... I think there's three other people at the table. I think they owned restaurants that catered. I don't know. I don't know who they were, but they weren't bigwigs. But they were something connected to the show. Um, and we're hanging out. Bobby Bacala gets up and starts, "Hey guys, welcome." You know, Christopher's up there, guys. I'm just going to use their act, their their character names, okay? Because that's how I'm going to forever remember them as. So they're up there. Thank you guys for coming. You know, this is such a great place. Thank you, Andiamo. Thank you, Detroit. And there's probably 40, 50 people behind me in that room, that area of the room that you know, where the little people were. They're hanging out and they're clapping and all that. There's probably a good hundred of I mean, yeah, I'd probably say about a hundred people. I think that I think that's accurate. A hundred people. We're probably sitting in the main room with us watching this amazing event take place. And he's thinking people, and he's thinking HBO, and he's talking about The Sopranos, and then Christopher starts talking. And then out of nowhere, you hear, hey, hey, wait, 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 you're not supposed to start without me. And Vincent comes in, aka Pussy, comes in. And everybody's clapping, because, you know, he's dead. <laughs> okay, he got killed in season two, he's done. You know, long story, if I gave it away, sorry. So he's dead, but everybody loves his character, you know, and they love him as an actor and and he's really a good dude. So he's talking and they're just having their whole shtick and they do this little Q and a, um, we didn't get to ask them questions, but they had set people there. I don't know if they were staged questions or what, and they kind of start talking about the Sopranos and what's happening with it and how season three is vastly different while we're eating and all that. They did a little auction. They did a little... I don't know what else they did. They gave away some stuff. But then it was time for the premiere. So as we're sitting here getting ready to watch the premiere, they tell us it's going to be two hours. It's two episodes. Now, they did that on TV, too, but we didn't know that at the time. Very first episode, I mean, it is quiet. We are talking, people are glued. And they've got big TVs and big screens everywhere. I see Bobby. Kind of walking around to the side as the show's starting. And it's a big show. The FBI's going into Tony's house. They get an idea that they can put his house under surveillance and sneak in and get a, you know, get a mic in there because they want to hear Tony talk. Because Tony usually if he if he talks business at all, he goes in the basement. So they put a mic they, they put a bug in the basement. And it's kind of a cool episode. It's really, there's a lot of things going on in that episode, in that first part. Um, However, as we're sitting there, watching, I see Bobby walking around. All of a sudden he's getting closer, closer to our table. I'm elbowing Joey. Hey man, Bobby's here. And he's like, what, what, what are you talking about? And he kind of looks over, and Bobby's getting closer. Maybe he was just checking it out. Maybe he's trying to figure out where the bathroom was. Who knows? No. He pulls up a seat and sits down with his, with his whiskey. Not only does he sit down with his whiskey, one of the waiters there that was taking care of the whole party brings over his food he's eating next to us. And he's glued, and he's like, Yeah, it's is good, isn't it, guys? So we're like, Yeah, this food is great. He's like, Yeah, this is a great place. This is my second time here. And I'm like, I'm eating dinner with Bobby Bacala? What is going on here? and we're just we're watching the show together. So the, the the first episode ends, boom, we got a couple minutes, right? Couple minutes before the next one drops. So everybody's like, "Hey guys, hold your questions, go to the bathroom, hurry up," blah blah. Christopher's walking around taking pictures, you know, Pussy's walking around. Like, like people are going to hear me say pussy and I have no they're going to have no idea what I'm talking about. My mom's going to listen to this and be like, "I can't believe you said that." Um but uh they're walking around, and I'm like, this is amazing. And they bring dessert. It's tiramisu. It's the, I mean, geez. the um, I could do an episode just on the food that they gave us. Well, Christopher walks by. We get our picture with Christopher. Bam, done. Bobby gets up. Hey, guys, I, I'm going to go talk to some other people. He leaves. Pussy sits down at our table. And that's what they were doing. They were literally kind of bouncing. They were giving everybody because in their eyes, number one, we're not. And they, they did cool stuff for the people that got tickets. Like there was like a little autograph thing afterwards. The people that bought tickets got a little swag bag and some food. But they didn't get like what we got. I can tell you that right now. So I don't want to think that they just paid 50 bucks to look at us and enjoy ourselves. They, they had a good time. But for the actors... They're dealing with HBO executives, so they've got a schmooze. They're dealing with investors. They're dealing with other actors, cameramen, crew. They don't know who we are. For all we know, we've invested in HBO. We've got stock in HBO. They don't realize that I just met somebody who happened to get us on the list, who, by the way, I never saw at that show. Can you believe that? I found out later he couldn't make it, but because he didn't come back for like a month. I was like, what happened to this guy? And I, frankly, I didn't care because I was like, hey, thanks, <laughs> you know. But he never made it. Um, There's some stupid story he gave me. I don't know. He was the type of guy that I could tell he was a flaky dude as far as like plans goes. But for me, hey, whatever. He came through. I'm happy about it. Um, But these guys were going around talking to everybody. They were schmoozing. It wasn't about, please don't bother me. It was, this was the opportunity you had to meet them, discuss things with them, and all that. So after the second episode, they went to other cities and Paulie was in one city. Tony was in LA, of course. And they went to all these other cities. They did a New York, New Jersey showing. It was really cool. And they were having this, you know, live via satellite thing going back and forth. And then people were asking them questions. And then after everything ended, we, we got up, we had, you know, a couple more, Hey, what's up? Talk mingle, get some more swag. And we left. But I will never forget the fact, as we were walking out to go get our car, Bobby's outside on the phone with who knows. He comes up to us. Hey, you guys are from here, right? And we're like, yeah, how'd you know? And he's like, I could just tell. And he's like, so what's your connection to the show? And I'm like, well, I run a nightclub. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I run a nightclub. And I don't really have a connection to the show because I'm a fan. I said, but I had one of my you know, patrons, one of my guests, know somebody who works at HBO and got me in. He's like, that's great. And we start talking about the club. So he starts talking about how when he was getting into acting, he would always go to these clubs that these actors were at to hang out with him and get tips. He said it was the worst thing he ever did. Worst mistake in the world because all he did was become more broke, didn't know anything, nobody told him anything, and he never even had an opportunity. <laughs> he just he just thought it was a good idea. Like, hey, I'm going to go hang out at these clubs because... All these a-listers are there, and he'd walk out broke. So, but it was—I'll never forget talking to him about the city of Detroit and how he has a history there and a connection there because he's got family. He's got family in Detroit, so he loves coming to Detroit. He doesn't get to very often, but he's very close with his family, and they live—they live just down the street and. He was hoping they would come out, but I guess they weren't in town or whatever. But he really showed a passion. And it this wasn't a guy that was like, oh, I'm just going to schmooze you guys because you're from Detroit. He flat out was telling us stories of hanging out in Detroit, going to the old Tiger Stadium before Comerica was built, watching the Lions lose, you know, all that stuff. And it was really cool. And I have to say, out of the three guys, and I didn't get to talk to Christopher very much, Bobby and yeah, Vincent, He people were surrounding Vincent, a.k.a. Pussy. Shocker. Why wouldn't they surround him? Um, Bobby was the most down to earth, nicest, cool. Like He reminded me of his character. I don't think it was a stretch. You know how some of those actors get those roles and you're like, wait a minute, I just saw you in an interview. Are you a method actor or Is this just who you are? And it it is. It's almost like that's just who they are. So it's not much of a stretch. This was how Bobby was. And I got to tell you, it was by far one of the coolest experiences I have ever had. I'll never forget it. Even talking about this food, I remember that. I remember that. I remember watching the audience's reaction. To the show I remember Bobby and Christopher talking about their favorite scenes I remember seeing Paulie on the TV from New York and and I've I mean this wasn't the Oscars but this might as well have been the Oscars for a guy like me because just by chance I mean would I have bought a ticket to that probably but I would have never been as close as I was I would have never had dinner with Bobby or or Pussy, or seen Christopher, I would have never met some of those HBO people that probably aren't even there with the company anymore. I, I would have never had that experience, and definitely never got that swag bag, which just based on the price had to be at least five, six hundred dollars worth of stuff in there. Maybe a thousand, maybe a thousand, because this was no joke. I still have some of it. Of course, I'm, I'm not using it. It's just sitting there in my collection. But this was just by chance, meeting somebody at the nightclub, I had to go. I got to go to a red carpet event in my city. I'll never forget it. Never forget it. And, and by the way, not just a red carpet event, to one of my favorite shows of all time. Because that is by far, Sopranos will go down in history despite the ending, as one of my favorite shows of all time. Bar none, favorite, love it. I'll watch it in a couple years. I, maybe next year even, Who knows? i like to take some time off from it, though. You know, I do that same thing with The Office and Parks and Rec and The Wire. I'm actually getting ready to start watching The Wire again because that show was phenomenal. Those are those, those ones that just kind of withstand the test of time, like movies and Star Wars and other movies, The Godfather, things like that. But that's my story, guys, and I kept it. Oh, man, I kept it under 45 minutes. That is a short story from The Average Joe. But yeah, so that was that was it. That was my experience. That was my my only one and done Hollywood red carpet. I've had some fun quote unquote red carpet experiences with the nightclubs and stuff when we've had parties, but I've never been in a situation where I'm, you know, meeting executives and and talking to the stars of a show that's on currently. You know, something I didn't pay for like a like an event, a Comic-Con or a, or an autograph signing. You know, this just wasn't was a thing that I probably would have never gotten to do, yeah, like I said, I might have bought those tickets, you know, to sit with the uh the villagers, but never to sit with the kings at the king's table. It was awesome, it was a great event. look, if you haven't watched the sopranos, you should start it from day one, episode one, and watch it all all the way to the end, talk to me about it, look at the characters, get to know them so you can kind of see who I met. And if you don't care, then whatever. I'm going to post some pictures. Uh, they're going to be pictures of pictures, though. That's the thing. These were, you know Again, this is back in the day. You take a picture, you get it developed. So, I got to find those pictures and post them because uh, I know I still have them. I think one is in a frame still, and it's just uh, in storage. I call it my storage, aka the garage. But um, you could check that out. I'm sure I'll post it on Instagram or Facebook. But thanks for hanging out with me, guys. And I'll see you guys next week when we have another episode very excited about this episode this is not a short story episode so get your coffee get your water get your drinks and sit back for that one Um, but you can check out all the episodes on any platform and don't forget to uh follow me if you'd like leave a review love that love some criticism positive negative any anything like that and don't forget to check out the other show trash talk with Stuart sacks every tuesday at 8 a.m it's right on every other platform just go ahead and Find it, but the best way to find it, lifeofanaverageshowpodcast.com. It's all on there. I'd like to thank the sponsors too. Thank you guys, Oasis Texas Brewing. You guys are awesome. Looking forward to talking to you guys again. Super excited. I guess there's some new beer. There's a double hazy IPA coming out. Sounds like it's got my name over it. Over it? Should have my name over it. It's definitely got my name all over it. Because I want to try that. That's my that's my jam right there. Plus, with the weather getting hotter, you're talking about a double hazy? Because I don't care what the IPA is. If it's a hazy IPA, some juicy IPA like that, and it's got that citrus in there, that's refreshing. Even though it might be 10%. <laughs> but thank you guys. You guys are awesome, man. And uh, I did get the package in the mail. So I will be wearing that shirt from Oasis Texas Brewing. And you can too. If you go to their website, You can order it. They got all the swag there. Thanks again, guys. I appreciate everything. Appreciate the support. I'll see you next week.